Traveling the Vortex. Side trip. All right, well, let's first introduce ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Mitch. I'm with A Gallon of Gay. I'm Kat. I'm with A Gallon of Gay as well. I'm Glenn. I'm with Traveling the Vortex. I'm Sean. I'm with Traveling the Vortex. I'm Keith. I'm with Traveling the Vortex. And, of course, we've all, a few of us have known each other for several years mm-hmm. now, and this is kind of a, us kind of coming together as podcasts, not pioneers, but we are... <laughs> Definitely not pioneers. <laughs> I felt like I'm in the wilderness from time to time, but yeah. Absolutely, especially when you, we first started doing our podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. So tell us a little bit about Traveling the Vortex. Well, it's a Doctor Who podcast, and we're, we're hyper-focused on Doctor Who, but we do kind of talk some pop culture as it comes up, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, kind of at the beginning of the podcast, we talk about what we kind of did our week, and that's a lot of times we'll, we'll do movie reviews of what we saw, just real short abbreviated movie reviews of what we saw or what we've, we've been reading or doing other things. And then we kind of launch in and talk about things that we're, whether it's the uh, new series that whenever it's on, we re, uh, review the episodes as they come out weekly. Uh, in the meantime, when there's not a lot of Doctor Who going on, we do, uh, and there's a, a breadth of stuff. We do classic Doctor Who, so stuff that was released years ago. Uh, we do big finish audios, which are audio plays that, that uh, use the actors mm-hmm. that played the Doctors and the Companions, and they've come back and they record new stories, and books and comics and just anything Doctor Who. We've, um, we've also covered most of the spinoffs, actually all the spinoffs almost. Uh, and then a, we did a feature called Beyond the Doctor, where we looked at the roles of the main character, the actor who played the main character, in other things. So we watched something for each 12 doctors. Wow. How did you guys decide on a Doctor Who podcast? Who came up with the idea of a podcast just in general? <laughs> well, that was me because Sean and I are Doctor Who fans from way back. Um, we grew up watching Tom Baker in the Tom Baker era. Uh, when it was on PBS and here in the States, it was very underground. And I knew nobody where I grew up that was watching Doctor Who, with the exception of one person who was familiar with it. Uh, I think Sean was kind of in the same situation growing yeah, up. Yeah, I didn't know anybody, but... There was nobody that we, we could talk to. And then we met each other years later in the early, about the mid-90s. Actually, he worked for me um, at, at, a, at a, not a convenience store, a video store. And uh, we got to talking, and I found out that he was a fellow Doctor Who fan. And so we became fast friends just based on that. That, that and we share a lot of interest in science fiction and things like that, pop culture. Um, but we became fast friends, and it was... <laughs> he had a VHS collection of Doctor Who videos that were actually VHS. And I realized there was a, a plethora of stuff that I had not seen, and I was like, oh, well, so I'm borrowing these VHS tapes from him and getting caught up on some of the things that, that he has, filling the holes. And then, I don't think, you know, the new series came back, and we, we, we discussed it from time to time, but I was really... I wanted to do a podcast. I've been wanting to do a podcast for years. In fact, we used to play this trading card game, the Star Wars trading card game. And my first, <laughs> my first thing was I wanted to do a podcast about the game that was informative and would tell people, because this podcasting was in its infancy. This was probably in 2005, maybe. Mm-hmm. And just tell people about this game and let people know. And I think we sat down. You maybe even been there for that one. We sat down and recorded. A, the, the, some of the guys had gone to Gen Con played in a tournament there. When they came back, I didn't get a go. We recorded what they did in their experience and was going to put that out. Well, that never came to fruition. I never got it out there. And then Sean and I did... We should release that as a side trip. <laughs> I don't think I even have that anymore. Well, and these may still be out there, but Sean and I did a little podcast. I, I just want to do a podcast. So 
me and him and another friend, Dave, got together and we did a podcast, and it was called three, uh, Seven Minutes of Garbage. <laughs> and uh, basically all it was was we were going to do seven-minute short things talking about just anything we could come up with and making funny comments about the topic that we came up with. That's a great idea. And I think we recorded three <laughs> or there were, four. There were a pilot and four. Four. Three. Yeah, pilot yeah, and three. Four. Yeah, yeah, pilot and three. And I think... I think I got all but the last one up because I think I lost the audio. And I don't think it, I mean, it didn't go any further than that. And I think it, it might still be out there. I haven't even gone back and looked, but I don't even have the original audio files anymore. Which is a shame because, believe me, you've not lived until you've heard the three of us discussing how to start a harem. <laughs> true story. It's true. It's true. We've got to find those. Yeah. It was so, and it was so amateur because, I mean, it was just us sitting around recording. And, I mean, we had a fan in the room that was going. It was so loud. It was causing audio issues. I was eating potato chips. We didn't know chips. at the time. Yeah, Sean's opening a bag of potato chips. Which, yeah, thinking back on it, it's kind of funny based on what yeah. the topic of the yeah. podcast was. But, it, yeah, it's, it just didn't go anywhere. So, anyway, long story why. short. why. Fast forward a few years later, and Sean and I are still big Doctor Who fans, and Keith is this huge time travel nut. He loves time travel. Huge. Oh. And he loves media. He loves uh, books and TV. He just loves time travel. And we were both kind of shocked that he had never watched Doctor Who before. I think he'd seen one of the new series I episodes. I barely even heard of it, really. And we were shocked by that. And so we got to talking, and, and Sean and I think we're already talking about doing a podcast about it. Or maybe it was you and me were talking about it. I don't know. Anyway, somebody I was talking to do a podcast about Doctor Who because at the time, there were maybe a smattering of Doctor Who podcasts out there. And I loved them. They're, they had Pod Shock and I think there's one called Radio... Well, I think there is. One called Radio Free Scaro, uh, Two Minute Time Lord. They were out there. And I, I loved what these guys were doing. So we kind of thought, well, we needed a gimmick. And we realized that we had a natural gimmick that we had two longtime Doctor Who fans and a newbie. And a newbie. And so <laughs> and where we do said, you well, wait, start that's with Doctor story. Who? That's the story right uh, there. Or that's the podcast. And so we got together, brainstormed out some ideas, and it, it happened. Huh. Okay, so I have to ask, which doctor did you guys start with? Because I've tried this before, and it is not Yeah, worse. I'm a so, little intimidated. So if you, if you follow along with how we did it, you're going to be all over <laughs> the place. Don't do that. <laughs> so we decided to start it right after the most recent Christmas special had aired. So my first episode was the 11th Doctor's first Christmas special. So he had already had a season behind him. And oh. then we went back and covered his whole season, jumping back a little bit to touch on some of the classic monsters that they brought back that season. And then we went, after we got up to dates at that point, we went back and covered from series one of the new series, Rose, and worked our way through it that way. And with in addition to dipping back into classic series where necessary, Sean has been the mastermind of the schedule the entire time. So the 11th Doctor, who's the actor? The uh, Matt Smith. Who? Matt Smith. Matt, oh, oh, Matt, Matt Smith. Smith. Okay. 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 Cool. Yeah, yeah, okay. If, if you're asking where should you jump on the show, yeah. like, I would honestly suggest Rose to start with the 9th Doctor, which is Chris Ruckelson, episode one, season one of the new series. And I don't, we've discussed this in, in Infinium, the new series is really misnomer because it's just a continuation of the old series. Mm -hmm. You can call it classic Who and new Who, but there really is not much, you know, it's, it's still Doctor Who. But um, because the new series is done for television now versus television 30, 40, 50 years ago, it's a little more accessible. Um, you're getting an hour format, you're getting, you know, an exciting adventure. 
um, and um, it's pretty streamlined versus some of the old six-parters that you'd have to sit there for three hours, and there's a lot of captures and escapes, and nothing's really happening. <laughs> right. But yeah, just okay. start there, and you'll fall in love with it. Also, keep in mind that while you watch it, even then, when it was made, so keep it, watch it with a 2005 mindset, because some of Series 1 doesn't age as well as we would hope it would. For, especially for somebody from a 2017 perspective going into it, you could have some struggles if effects are a sticking point for you some, uh -huh. or it, it's got a very different feel. It's got a very, I think, British feel for season one. And then as the show progresses, it becomes almost a more universal feel to it. Yeah, okay. okay, so when is the new Doctor? I know there's some controversy around the new Doctor being a female. What are, what are your thoughts? I love it. I think it's a great idea. I, I, the Doctor should be for everybody and anybody. And I think by making, we've already established that the doctor changes bodies. We've already established that years ago. Clever, clever uh, device mm -hmm. was from the very day one, when the first guy that played the doctor was, was sick, they come up with this idea, well, he just regenerates another body. And then over the course of years, of course, you know, for 12 regenerations, 13 regenerations, 13 and a half regenerations, he's been a he the mm -hmm. whole time. But they've introduced little nuggets of, you know, well, his arch nemesis, who was the master, were surprised later that he regenerates into a female. And that works. And, 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 and so I think they, they were subtly getting to that point. And now that they've done it, I think the best thing that summed it up for me was I saw a video online with this little girl when they did the announcement. And, it, and she just is so ecstatic and excited when they announced that it's Jodie Whittaker. And it was then that I went, you know, that's why, this is who this is for. This is why, because now little girls have mm -hmm. the same thing I had as a little boy, right. you know, wanting yeah. to be the doctor. And you, you'd still be a fan of the doctor and love the doctor, no matter what the gender. But there's something about making a female that connects with younger, young girls that mm -hmm. now suddenly they get to experience some of the things that I get, got to experience as a, as a kid. So. I kind of go one step further with it. I think Doctor Who at its core has always been about acceptance that whatever the story is, whatever's going on, the doctor is accepting of people. I mean, humans are his favorite race, and I don't think that's because it's easy production value to shoot here. I think it's because that's kind of the message, is that we have so much potential. And so for anybody that goes, oh, I don't like the show anymore because the doctor's a woman, it's like, okay, don't watch. You don't need to be in this fandom, quite honestly, because it's supposed to be inclusive. And to have that kind of attitude, I think, just kind of flies in the face of what the show's about anyway. Yeah, I agree fully. And the nice thing about the show is it's constantly about change. It teaches you how to accept change and deal with change. And if there's something about the show you don't like currently, wait. There's going to be change, and you can jump back on. It's, it's that simple. Yeah. All right, so we've well, talked about it several yeah, times about uh, wanting to jump into to Doctor Who. Yeah. And what, I mean, what did you think about have you tried Doctor Who? I've never tried it, only because it seems intimidating, because there's so much backstory, and I know people who know who are fans of it, and I'm like, I don't really know where to begin, but with your advice, I might go uh, try it now. I, I, I certainly think you could jump... With most Doctor Who episodes, although they've become a little more episodic format, with, with kind of a, a, at least a, a through thread through the season, for that particular season, but I think with Doctor Who, you can almost jump in and not have to worry about the background. I think you kind of can pick that up any time, anywhere that you jump into Doctor Who. You can kind of figure that out. Because it does, it sounds daunting that there's so much history behind right. it. So we're, we're talking 50 plus years yeah. of television. And so I think that 
you, most of the episodes are very encapsulated and, and they're just an original story and they don't connect so much to the outside. So I think you can almost jump in, in anywhere. However, I, I agree with Sean. If you're going to jump on as the series, the best place to start would be Rose. Having jumped in in the middle, right. uh, you pretty much can pick up what you need to know as you go and then you learn and can adjust your mindset as, as you go. I mean, it's a show about time travel, so you already have to have kind of a broad mindset to begin with. You can't right. limit your mind of how things work because the show is going to break that anyways. So you can then adjust and not retcon because it's just new to you, adjust your thinking of how you view things based off of what you learn if you go back and watch other things. The show is usually really good about dropping nuggets or backstory even mid-season, 10 seasons later, to remind you of, hey, this is what we're talking about. Oh, so you good. can pick up yeah. those contextual to clues as you go along. Hmm. Okay. I suppose an addendum to that is the fact that we have a new showrunner, we have a whole group of new companions, we have a new doctor, now might be a good time no, to jump no, in as well, because time, it's, yeah. it's all going to be different <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, that's A lot of people do point to the 11th hour of Matt Smith's first episode as a good jumping on point, too, because it's a fresh start for everybody. It's oh, okay. a new showrunner, it's a new doctor, it's a new companion. Everybody's new, much like it's going to be with this new doctor. So when does the new doctor, and when does that all start? Autumn. Well, we'll get our first glimpse of the of Jodie Whittaker's doctor because the uh, we assume I think that's pretty much been confirmed that uh, the Christmas special will come out on Christmas Day, and that'll be oh, okay. Peter Capaldi's last episode, and he will regenerate in that at the assumably at the end of that episode. Oh. So we'll get our first glance of Jodie Whittaker at that point, and then yeah, her usually actual it's only about. A few lines yeah, of that. Yeah. There's like two minutes worth of video of her, and then it's yeah. And then in the, in in the fall for the series when it returns, and oh, they haven't wow. they don't have a definitive date yet. But. Okay, so it, it's going to be several months before we see new yeah. episodes yeah. of the new Doctor, which is typical for Doctor Who. In fact, we've gone year you know a year plus without Doctor Who on TV. Yeah, before this last most recent season, it was a full year. Yeah. I mean, from Christmas to Christmas, we had to wait. Okay. So, Kat, we have plenty of time. We have plenty yeah. of time. Yeah. Right. Plenty of time. And, and it's not like it's U.S. shows where there's right. 23 episodes in a season. Yeah, there's like, is it 10 episodes? 12 to 10. 10 to 12, yeah. Depending on the season you're looking at. Okay. Typically 10. I think, that's what I like about British I shows. think they're all 12 episodes with a 13th one. Oh, yeah, that, that's Christmas right. Special. Yeah. 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 Right, the new right. one's going to be next, 10. That's what I'm thinking of. Next series will just be 12. Yeah. I appreciate the shorter 10, yes, seasons. sorry. Yeah. But, well, they're not longer, though. That was the one of the speculation is that they were going to be an hour long, but they're not. They're, they're 10 minutes longer. Oh, they are? They're 50 minutes. Oh, well, there you go. Oh. So, oh, that's still not bad at all. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's, I think it's manageable. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about podcasting. I mean, we started... Well, wait, yeah, where, where, how did your podcast start? Yeah, let's talk about oh, yours. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, you can start with that. Um, well, we Mitch and I... drinking and around <laughs> well, a pool. Well... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Drinking around the pool? So, oh, all the great story, Mitch and I <laughs> met <laughs> at working at a TV news station in Topeka, Kansas, With along with Glenn and, and Keith. Keith. Uh, that's how we all know each other, but um, we bonded over our love of pop culture, and we always talked about doing some sort of entertainment show because that's what we love to talk about. We've always wanted to do, but, you know, like being in news and there was just no good format to easily do it, I think. And so we thought podcasting would be the way. And for a long time, I don't know by the pool, most summers, drinking, we would be like, we really, we should just start a podcast. We should start a podcast and talk about movies. And then eventually we did. So that's really that. I mean, it was just, just a lot of talking about movies and mm -hmm. we decided to take the plunge and do it. And so we just did it in his basement and yeah, um, yeah and that, was, that was it. 
Really? And Googled how to podcast. <laughs> we did, we did too. Yeah. Yeah. Googled yeah. how to like, podcast. How that's do right. We, do this? we started using GarageBand on Garage the Band. Apple. When they really supported podcasts. Uh, right. It's like, oh, this is easy. And this then is six easy. months later, they updated everything and there went the, the podcasting part of the GarageBand. And it's like starting over <laughs> again, basically. Yeah. I mean, because it's like you find that everything's going along and then something changes with how you record something or edit and then it's like you're starting over from scratch and you know i mean everyone has full-time jobs yeah. like i don't know yeah. this could be a full-time job yes. yeah just oh, editing yeah the podcast. editing yeah and i mean we listened i mean listen to several podcasts mm -hmm. we're like we don't want to just be us talking we want some music and we want right. to add some well, yeah we want to produce it up a little bit yeah because interviews. of tv news because right. we right. right exactly that's how you produce a exactly newscast. because yeah we can't just do anything uh, mm -hmm. halfway so. when we started we actually the three of us were at keith's house on his windows computer and because it only supports one usb mic we were recording into Audacity because it was free, and we were all huddling around one single rock band mic because it was their logic. They use they use Logic Tech mics, so that we hey we got rock band mics. Well, our initial idea was well we plug them all in there, and we found out Windows can't do that. Right. And so I think the first at least ten episodes, maybe more, are us huddled around a rock band microphone. And then Sean and I both got Macs about the same time, and I started investigating and, and found GarageBand. And mm -hmm. Yeah, it was much more podcast. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, but when we found out we could aggregate the mics and we could plug as many in yes. as we wanted, yep. we went, "This is genius!" So yeah. we, we so we got a bunch of rock band microphones. Yeah, we had three rock band <laughs> microphones at that time because they were Logitech, USB, and we had them. we already had free. them. <laughs> you do podcasting on the cheap when you start out. Yes. So who so who edits? I I edit. I we had a time for about a year where uh, it was not even quite a year, but. That uh, Sean was editing because my computer actually just crashed, and I had to wait till I got another computer. But I, I edit now. We don't because it reversed. Sean's yeah. computer crashed. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. His is now crashed. Oh, yeah. back. So I, mine's working out. But um, but I edit. But we don't. We we kind of we have an intro, and we have a tag. And but we don't do a lot of the editing in the middle. The, the things that I kind of go through and edit are the ums and ahs, the pregnant pauses. Um, if we, we shoot for about an hour each week, an hour podcast, because we kind of event, well, we used to run two or three. <laughs> we four, used to not edit at all. I think our longest was oh. like three and a half hours. So we would go for two oh hours God. at a time. <laughs> and Well, because it was my idea to sit and kind of rail everybody in and keep everybody on focus, but mm -hmm. we never could keep on focus. Yeah. So, it then yeah. became my job to not. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I think we're a lot better now where we still do kind of end up talking for only about an hour, but we don't do the Part of it is there. there for a while, Glenn was cutting a bunch of stuff. Oh, I did. I cut. And then yeah. Sean started listening to it and said, hey, where'd this go? Oh, he's going to well, cut it. I'm not going to talk about it anyways. I think the first time that I cut big chunk out of the beginning and said, well, we don't need this, he finally said, okay, we'll rail it back. <laughs> well, Glenn had all the power at that point. Yeah, so if, really if, if, if you're choice. going to completely destroy an excise and, you know, 45-minute conversation that has nothing to do with Doctor Who, I'm just not going to talk about it anymore. Because Why? <laughs> uh, yeah, when we first started, we were very just go with the flow conversation, and we usually keep it to an hour, mm -hmm. uh, typically. <laughs> we, and we tried. Don't, we, we don't tried. edit out a lot of stuff, um, unless it's like, for instance, one time a bird flew into his window while we were recording, and so we had to cut that out. We keep some bloopers. We, do, we keep I some bloopers. That in, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we, leave, we leave stuff like that in, or as bloopers. Um, but yeah, I mean, for the most part... 
I think as long we've, if, as we've gone along, we started to get more structured because we realized sometimes we just go off on tangents. Mm -hmm. And so now we try to keep it to like, here's the topics we're going to talk about. You know, we try to keep it to a certain length. So For a while, our tagline was tangents ahead because we would tangent so badly. And <laughs> yeah. that's how we would we get the three-hour yeah. podcast. <laughs> it's easy to get lost in podcasts. It really is, especially oh, yeah. when you talk about Star Wars. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sean we could do a whole side trip. <laughs> is that an invitation? I'm ready. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Let's right now. Absolutely. This is where absolutely. we launched the Star Wars podcast. <laughs> yeah. You got it. You got it. We're on it. I'll do it. Hey, with everything they're launching with Star Wars, oh, there's yeah. no there's in so much well, to talk yeah, about. Three more movies, which will be completely another area, not the Sky, Skywalker saga. Well, no, there will be. All the streaming stuff. So there'll stuff, be another the... Skywalker saga. And then, because they said they're continuing Ray, Poe, and Finn. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. BB-8. So beyond nine. So beyond, beyond nine, nine. So and then the 12. three that'll yeah. be in another part of the universe, mm -hmm. right? Okay. And that and doesn't the TV count the standalones, right? A Star right, Wars that doesn't count the standalones right. right, the anthology films, yeah. 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 So. I'm excited for the TV series, I think, more than anything. Depending I, on, I, on I, who I, they get and what they do. And that's just, I'm excited about it, but the, I've been waiting for a live-action TV series for, what has it been, eight, nine years now, when they said they were going to do it yeah. after the prequel films. We, we got a promise of that, and it didn't happen. And then we got the Clone Wars, which was great. Yeah. I, mean, I love the Clone Wars. I'm glad mm -hmm. it happened, but still no live action. And I think like it was even six years ago they came out and said, oh, yeah, we're still doing the live action. Everybody got excited. And, and then Disney, we got Rebels. Then Disney, yeah, we got Rebels. <laughs> Disney bought them. We got Rebels. And then, uh, so I'm in that area yeah. of, uh, oh, well, wait. When, when I actually see it, then I'll believe it. Well, usually when Bob Iger says something, That's true. it's like, no, we spent $4 billion on this <laughs> franchise. <laughs> We're going to get our money We're going to get every bit of that money Well, back. and they need someone to watch the streaming service. Because I was wondering, because Disney announced their own streaming service, and I thought, okay, yeah, yeah. how are you going to get me to... I, I'm, I don't watch kids. I mean, I watch Rebels, stuff like that, but how are you going to get others to watch this? I'm like, oh, we'll bring in Marvel and bring in Star Wars. Okay, well, Hold no, my beer, gotta, watch this. Yeah. 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 So what do we think about the whole... Disney buying Fox thing that's maybe blowing oh, yeah, that's the wind. I think that's too much. I think now right. is Disney just going to own everything? Like, Pretty yes. Much. I feel like. And it. what? Who can stop this? Like, I don't think anyone can stop Disney from bringing Fox in. But probably not. the one thing I thought about was, okay, 21st Century Fox. Can we get the 21st Century Fox um, <laughs> beginning at the beginning of Star Wars again? Because <laughs> that buy, really takes if me they back. Buy them, yeah. they might be able to tag that on there. Yeah. I love Disney. I, I'm, I'm a Disney apologist. These guys probably get sick of me just reaping, lavishing. Uh, it's, it's, and it's all a personal thing. I know Disney has its skeletons and its issues, but I think as long as Disney continues to do what Disney's doing now, they can buy up all the movie companies as long as they put out great quality entertainment. Right. If it starts to suffer because of the buy, bringing on that much product, then yeah, I, I have a problem. But I say bring it on. Buy, buy it and do it. Uh, you know, own the world. As long as you're entertaining me. And, uh, <laughs> own right. the world. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> right. Well, and as long as they make these decisions, because I, I remember reading an article about how, when J.J. Abrams was like, look, we're going to kill off Han Solo. And Disney was like, okay. Because you would think that Disney would be like, no, Han Solo, you can't kill him off. Like, we... We just bought Star Wars for $4 billion. We need to make sure that these iconic characters stay. And Rogue One, the same thing. Spoiler alert, obviously. Everyone dies in the end. <gasps> what? But, <laughs> but same kind of thing. Okay, so Disney is not shying away from things that you would think Disney would On On not. the other hand, then we have the instance of the Han Solo film where 
they had some issues with, I can't remember the director's names. Oh, but, Phil and Christopher. Yeah, Moore, and they Moore. were taking yeah. a direction that Disney didn't feel was suited to the Star Wars universe, and so they let him go and they brought Ron Howard in, which I think has righted the ship. So at yeah. the same time, right. they are taking chances, but then they do kind of look at things and go, okay, this may not quite right. mm -hmm. be. And I think, I think that's to the credit of Kathleen Kennedy, Absolutely. who has take, taken the helm of Lucasfilm, right. because I think she's been there for so long, right. she knows what needs to be done. And Colin Actually, Trevorrow, too. I disagree. I think, the, the, it's, I think they're playing it too safe, quite honestly. Um, I mean, I'm as excited as anybody else, and a little confused, because, you know, Star Wars was done. And I'd wrapped all those memories in a little box and put it up in the closet. And it's like I have them and I can pull it out and watch the DVDs whenever. And I'm a prequel apologist. I'll watch those things. Phantom Menace is getting a little tougher to sit through. But, you know, I'll, I'll, I don't care. Star Wars. And then they said, oh, we're going to make more Star Wars. Okay. I think. Cool. Maybe. I'm not sure how I feel about it. And then Force Awakens came out. And it's like, it was good. It was really good. It was New Hope, but it was, it was really yeah. good. Oh, we're going to do these standalone films. Okay, cool. What's the first one? The Death Star. <laughs> We've been there. Don't get me wrong. That's a very safe bet because it's going to get the fans excited and it's going to be... Th but as you pointed out, I know what happens. Yeah. Right. There's nothing you can do. Oh, we're going to do a young Han Solo movie. <laughs> well, he's safe. Spoiler alert. I know what's going to happen. There's no peril you can put these characters in doing another prequel. I wonder if he'll kill him there, too. <laughs> Then you bring time travel, and that's a whole other thing. But, so, you know, and, and I know all the fans right now are just going, oh, I want to see young Yoda. Oh, why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We know how that turns out. There's only two of all of the stuff that people are to talking about. To be fair, about. though, with young Yoda, you've got to go back several hundred years. Yeah. I'd rather go back several hundred years <laughs> and just have that movie. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, I just, of all of the stuff that they're talking about with these prequel movies, the only two that hold any interest for me at all character-wise, Obi-Wan. You could do a whole trilogy with Obi-Wan on, on Tatooine, and I'd be there. I, I don't care, because I love Ewan McGregor's portrayal of him so much. Yeah. And then Boba Fett. But I honestly don't want a prequel Boba Fett movie. I just Scene one, he rockets out of the Sarlacc. Yeah, and we okay. know that's already happened. So. Yeah, let's, let's, let's do that movie. Right. And do it real, where he, you know, like the Man with No Name trilogy, where he doesn't take off the helmet and doesn't talk. Okay. Right. I'd be down for that. I would totally watch that. <laughs> Everything else is like, you have Star Wars for Pete's sake. It's a galaxy far, far away. Come up with something new. Yeah. Do you guys have anything to add about Star Wars or podcasting or anything? We have a, a They're very confused live studio right now. audience here. <laughs> Yay, thank City you for Comic being Con. here. They, they looked at the panel and said, oh, a podcasting panel. And they see a bunch of Doctor Who stuff and people are talking Star Wars. They have no idea what's going on. Strangely, it's like our house. <laughs> oh, really? You're right at home, man. We've got mixes of all kinds of things. Oh, nice. Hey. You want to take our microphone real quick? We have a question for you, uh, you guys, regarding the new Doctor. What do you guys think about uh, Jodie Whittaker uh, taking over the role as a Doctor? I'm, I'm excited about her. I'm curious. Um, I think I'm dealing with the changes better, because when you went from 9 to 10, it was weird. When you went from 10 to 11, it was shocking. You know, because you're like, oh, God, who's going to top this? Who's going to be better than Tenet? You know, and you get so excited. And then Matt Smith came along, and he was great. So then by 12, I'm like, okay, I'll give him a chance. And Capaldi came out, flipped, loved him. And so now I feel like I'm giving him more chances because they have succeeded. 
I feel that they succeeded when they did 10, 11, and 12, and so I have no reason. So, but I'm also very positive <laughs> that way. So hopeful, optim you know, cautious optimism, I think, is the way I'm going with it. And um, I did see the photo of her first look, which I like, and uh, the, um, the, uh, the page, the website that I go to for the Doctor Who fashion, um, it's the uh, Tilo, Tom and Lorenzo. I absolutely love their fashion blog, and so they're also interested in television shows like this, so they kind of connect two things that I really enjoy. Um, and so, yeah, I, I was very excited to see her new outfit and how it kind of has little moments where it harks back to other things, like the colors on her shirt seem very fourth doctor, the boots are very 11, you know, and so I'm... I'm excited about what's going to happen and have no idea about the companion. So I'm a big companions fan because I, I, you know, I like how we can see ourselves in them. Um, in fact, hopefully if you guys are at wherever our next Comic-Con is, uh, we're going to be uh, 12 and Clara. So, Ooh, cool. <laughs> so we got to get this. Yeah, he's going to have to shear all of this, and so yeah. Well, but luckily, depending on which Capaldi, you know, hair you can, you don't have to go. You either, can mess with you it can a little. Keep it kind of long Ex or kind of exactly, short. Exactly, exactly. And I already, I literally already had Clara's entire wardrobe in my closet because she. I don't know if she dresses like me or I dress like her, but whatever it is, it's working. So I've got to be her apparently. So, uh, but yeah, I'm, a, I'm like I said, cautious optimism. Um, I want to see her act, and then that's kind of where that moment happens. Because Capaldi, I kind of knew, I have a lot of uh, online friends who are Scottish, and so they were super excited when Capaldi came on, because they knew him from the other show, whatever other show he'd been in, and um, they're like, oh yeah, this is going to be good. I'm like, I believe you. <laughs> so this time, it's so much more unknown for me, so I have no clue. <laughs> so what are your names? I'm Julia. Julia? Steven. Steven. Okay, so how did you guys first get into Doctor Who? Um, when I was about seven or eight, it was playing here in, I grew up in Kansas City area, it was playing on the PBS station. I was probably right around the time of four, yeah, four into five, and I was so curious. I could, I, I was so, I was confused, I couldn't make sense of it, but it was amazing. I saw like the, the bad guys, the Daleks, the Cybermen, and I'm like, what are these scary things? And What's funny is I never seemed to make it through a full episode of that because it was right when my dad would come home from work and turn on the news. Oh. <laughs> so I didn't news make and, and, you know, every, the news ruins everything. Exactly. Trust and it, us. Yeah, and it was like and it was and it was one tele you know, we only had the one television in the house. We only had the three, four channels coming through. It was the old days. And so yeah, I'm aged. <laughs> but, <laughs> for the bunny ear, for the rabbit ears, yeah. And so, um, so it was very intriguing to me. And so when Nine came out and was on BBC America, I was super curious. I'm like, okay, I want to know. I loved it. I thought it was great. It was fun to, to have Rose uh, as the companion. Um, and then from there, I just kind of tried to work my way backwards and kind of find things on YouTube. And then when Ten came along, it just exploded and just kind of kept following from there. And uh, just depending on the night of the week that they play or that kind of thing. And um, these last six months, I've had a new job and new place to live and all this other stuff. So it's kind of been thrown into... I'm behind on 12. I still need to finish catching up on 12. So we decided we'd go all the way back to 9 and work our way through so that we're hopefully ready by the time 13 comes on. <laughs> so, Stephen, how did you find Doctor Who? Um, it's very similar. I mean, I, I was a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd before I was a geek. You know, <laughs> this stuff is geek. The science part is nerd. And that's, that's how I always separate it because you, you see nerds that aren't geeks, not a lot of them. But very few geeks do you see that aren't actually nerds. And I read The Chronicles of Narnia at second grade. 
I mean, I, my teachers just let me go because I was a great reader. I was Lord of the Rings. By, by the end of third grade through that summer, I finished off the Lord of the Rings. And so I was dying for that type of stuff. And so same thing, when I, when I saw it on PBS, I'm like, this is science cool stuff and I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> you know, there, were, there wasn't a ton of stuff back then that mm-hmm. you could, you know, it was Tarzan and, 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 you know, Batman, which Batman was fine, but it's not sciencey smart stuff, right. you know, mm-hmm. and seeing a smart guy running around saving things in a way that, you know, isn't shooting them down and outstrengthening them, you know, for a little geeky kid is a, is a great role model and a great character builder. So, so yeah. And, and I would like to point out the whole new doctor thing. I don't care that she's a woman. I, I'm that guy that I concern myself with the concept. They, they might be doing it just to get the shock and awe of the woman. But let's, let's go beyond that because they've already broken the barrier they let the scott finally be a scott so that that was the big jump <laughs> the woman thing just kind of whatever <laughs> but yeah so i i'm like her I'll, I'll you know i'll watch it and if it's good it's good and if it's not it's not i you know they did it with the master already so i loved that jump i loved the fact that they did that because it really st- stunned people and nobody knew who it was just because they couldn't get out of the way of the fact that it's always been a man and the master's now woman. Well, that can't be the master then, right? <laughs> so, so I do like the concept that, but I don't like it that it was that close to when the master went. You know, I would have rather had it done first or waited wait a little bit longer to do it too because it's not near shocking now. I think. Right, right. Okay, so you guys are on a panel for podcasting. So, do you guys listen to podcasts? I do. What about Doctor Who podcasts? Not as often. I generally do the wrestling podcast more than anything else, um, just because I don't watch all the wrestling. You know, Doctor Who I watch a lot of, so I'll play it in the background from time to time, and then it's whatever good podcasts come along. And so I kind of, and I don't have a lot of friends that point me in the right directions of the good ones, and there's so many bad podcasts. Traveling the Vortex. That's <laughs> These one guys have a Doctor to, Who podcast. Uh, so. www.travelingvortex.com I'll give it a shot. I mean, I, I, I give, like, all of them I'll watch at least one or two, or listen to one or two, and, but I'm telling you, there's so many bad ones. It's just like, yeah. And I try to go through the whole thing. Cause well, we all maybe have you want to avoid days. us then. <laughs> <laughs> when, when should I start listening? Which episode? Which I... uh, more recent than early, for sure. Tomorrow. <laughs> so what do you guys look for in a podcast? Whether it's Doctor Who or just in general, any podcast that you're going to listen to, how do you find it? What works? And when do you listen? Um, I, I listen at work. I'm a, I'm a programmer. I'm a coder. And so I need background noise to so that my thoughts can stay succinct. And so I generally do that, and so I do a little bit of partial listening. And so generally, if I like the podcast, I, I actually will jot down the time of something that I found interesting, and so I'll come back and listen to that section again. And so, I mean, there's obviously the, the guests. The guests are always good if they're good guests. Mm-hmm. But it's all about the talk, because I've heard some you know, great names that are, we're going to talk to, you know, this person. And then the conversation is crap. And it's like, uh-huh. so I heard his voice. I mean, is that really what I'm going to get up in the morning for is to, to listen to this guy's voice? You know, if you can't bring something to the, to the conversation, then, then I don't care. I'd rather listen to two people I don't know their names of talk intelligently. And of course, the key is to bring something new. And that's always the tough because there's so much talk surrounding you know, these, these bigger ones um, that, that you have to have a new look on it. 
just you just give me a new angle that 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 sparks my mind, you know. And different podcasts are different things, you know. For for my wrestling stuff, I just need to know what's going on there and their takes on what what might happen. But Doctor Who's a different story, you know. That's talked to death, and people really analyze the heck out of it. And giving me new takes on that is not easy, <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's kind of, those types of things are harder. And and then bringing up new stuff, yeah. you know, new stuff and interesting stuff. Julia, what about you? Um, I don't listen to it very often. I tend to, if one particular podcast goes viral or something like that, I'm like, they said, what about what? And so for me, it's just the high peaks, the high points. And so if there's something he's like, hey, did you hear? It comes from him, or like I said, it comes from those high point ones that end up going a little bit viral. Um, and for me, it's just, uh, it's just a curiosity because I want to hear, I, I do want to hear an opinion that's different from my own. Because I've kind of made up my mind which way things are going, but if somebody else says, well, what if this? I like what ifs, and that's part of why I love watching the show, because there's so many of them. And then when other people have a very different take on what they just saw, as I do, I find that very curious as well. And so that's kind of where my curiosity takes me with it. All right, so do you guys have, so I have to ask, with the Doctor Who podcast, do you guys agree? Do you guys have different opinions? Like, no, no, I think, they're, I think they're right on. In fact, something that he said was uh, about you have to give something new. You need, you know, because there are, we're, we're a small fish in a large pond, even in Doctor Who podcasting. There are a lot of them out there. And so, yeah, a lot more since we started, although some have fallen off, too, some of the big ones, too. But uh, our gimmick, as we talked about, was, you know, we brought a new guy, and it was a perspective of two lifelong, well, nearly lifelong fans and a new guy. But after about two years of that, Keith was caught up, and he was just as seasoned as, as us, and we would come across things that, you know, Sean and I hadn't even, had, hadn't even heard. So we were all seeing or hearing things fresh and new, so that gimmick finally went away, and then it became three guys talking about Doctor Who and giving our opinions. But as, as Keith mentioned, we've tried to do the different things, like going outside the box and seeing what the actors have done in the past and, and looking at those and doing a review. I think one of the things we've done for a lot of our listeners anyway have introduced people to Big Finish Audios. There's so many out there, and there's so many Doctor Who fans that I run across, at least in the United States, I don't think this is so much the case in the UK, but that don't know about the Big Finish Audios. And if we can get them turned on to those stories, because there's so many out there now, they've been doing them since 1996, I think. 96 or 97 is when they started. There's so many out there, and there's such a catalog of, of them out there, that I think a lot of people that listen to us they go, oh, I, I didn't even know about these audios, and they go out there and find those. So hopefully that's another thing that we're bringing new that not a lot of other podcasts are doing. They're focused mostly on the show. We're kind of trying to do all of the multimedia as far as Doctor Who goes. Maybe we review something or talk about something on the show that somebody gets an interest in and says, well, maybe I'll try that out. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what we've tried with our podcast, too, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we've learned the when you're hyper-focused right. on something, you have more listeners. Yeah. So, like, when we do our fall TV preview yeah. we after get a lot the upfronts, of, it, yeah, it's we, insane. We get a lot more listens to that one. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, and even when if it's, like, a review of a TV show or a movie, we typically get a lot more uh, listens on that one. Too. Instead of us just talking randomly right. about pop culture and mm -hmm. what's going on. But when we, it's, like, a focus, then... Yeah, so that's a, what over the years we've learned. We just need to be more focused on what we are talking about instead mm -hmm. of just... Well, podcasting is such an a la carte medium. Right, exactly. Because you can go out there and you can almost find a podcast on anything you're interested in. Yep. And then you don't have to listen from day one. You can pick and choose, especially if a topic, you know, piques your interest. I don't think any other media has been that 
like that, with the exception of YouTube, which has now come along right. since mm -hmm. podcasting. Podcasting before that was really magazines. I think was probably the mm -hmm. only thing that you could really media-wise get in mm -hmm. all the cart. Because even in your daily newspaper, you're you're going to get the same fixed stories. The nightly news, you're going to get the same fixed stories. Even in cable television, you're a slave to yeah. what they're putting out there. Uh, streaming. I think the the computer internet, uh, computer and internet have been kind of changed the way we uh, absorb media and podcasting I think was one of the early ones that people realized hey I can just listen to what I want to listen to yeah. Okay, that leads me to a very specific Doctor Who question then, because I had some things stirring in my mind. We've watched the uh, Face of Bo, a few of those episodes and the connection with Jack Harkness, um, and I found it interesting when I started to go down that rabbit hole a little bit that one of the writers is trying to kind of keep that mysterious and not establish that that is a real connection. And other people are like, oh, give it up. Just face it. Um, well, then, as I was doing that, I was also um, reading and looking through a lot of things about Clara and how she's the impossible girl and she keeps coming back to life. And so my question then became, okay, is she somehow connected to Jack Harkness, who had such a long lifespan and couldn't, was, immor was basically immortal for as long as he, you know. And so that started to make me wonder, is there... Does anybody else see any kind of connection between Jack and Clara? I mean, that was just kind of a random thought that threw my... Oh, that's good. That's Because it's such a question. Nobody's really established why she keeps coming back. Well, they, they kind of do, though, in Night of the Doctor. When she enters the Doctor's time stream, that's why she's splintered everywhere. Now, as far as coming back to life, that's, yeah, they haven't really addressed that aspect. Well, uh, they imply, though, that the doctor, the 11th doctor, was able to pull her out, too, though. So yeah. she goes in there, a, a certain amount of her essence is left behind, but Clara, the individual, is still brought back out of the, of the time stream. So. Yeah, I don't know that I've, I don't know that I would ever contribute anything to those particular two together, um, as far as just, because obviously Jack's longevity was brought about by the, the power of the time vortex, right. which is kind of a whole separate. Uh, thing than, than, than Claire. although I suppose I was about to say Claire yeah, that, that was that was where my brain straight. kind of started to question that if there is some sort of connection that's where that's like where that came from I don't know that's a, that's an interesting point now that I hadn't really considered because I don't I, when, when you have companions that are separated by a couple of years like Jack and Clara are I don't normally go back and kind of lump them together unless it's an right. anniversary special and they all meet up or something um, I don't know I'm gonna have to think on that but I think to that point I think that's the the interesting thing about uh, Doctor Who is we talk about on the podcast all the time that people have their own head head canon, how things fit together, how things work, and that's what I like is I like that people come up with you know ideas of how things can be interconnected that other people didn't necessarily think about, and they go oh you know that's 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 true. Taking that little nugget where you're talking about uh, Russell T Davis wrote that in there and it was just a a, a joke, but so many people just clamored onto it and said, no, no, that's, it's canon now. That's exactly, he, he wrote it. It was, just, it was a Russell T. Davis episode. He's the one that used a showrunner. That's, that's what it really is. And I think sometimes I think they do that to troll us to kind of sit back and go, okay, what are you going to think of that? You know? <laughs> but that's what I like about, especially Doctor Who, is there's so much out there and, and whatever fits for you is what's most important. It doesn't matter what somebody else says. What fits for you in it, I think, is the most important. And it's kind of fun to go and find out what other people's ideas on yeah. that are as well. Yeah. 
All right, well, it's time to wrap up. So uh, tell us a little bit about how everyone can listen to you guys and find you. Well, you can pretty much, well, the best place to go is uh, www.travelingthevortex.com, and you can find all of our episodes housed there. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes and just a, a good number, and I can't name them all off right now, but a good number of the podcasting uh, sites have us on there now. We've been slowly integrating and, and introducing ourselves. There's some we're still waiting on, but... Um, but yeah, travelingthevortex.com is the best place to go to, uh, to find us and, and get started with us. And we're all on social media as well. Uh, Keith's uh, at Keith uh, on Twitter. Uh, at Vortex Keith, sorry, yeah, Keith, that would be real generic. <laughs> at Keith, Keith, you got that? At Vortex you Keith. Early, early on that. <laughs> Sean is at Vortex Sean, S H A U N. It's the wrong spelling of Sean. Uh, <laughs> And I'm Vortex Glenn with two N's, which is the right spelling of Glenn. So, uh, and then we're on Facebook, so we've got a Facebook page in that too. But you, you can, it's, we're pretty easy to find. And you we're uh, a gal and a gay, so a gal and a gay podcast.com is where you can find all of our episodes too. We're also on iTunes and a lot of different podcasting places, but a gal and a gay on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of that, so you can follow us there. So, yeah. All right, thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Two clapping. Thank you. Sound of two hands clapping. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.